catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Sherry's, are you getting all... Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Oh, my Lord. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. No idea. <laughs> Producer. I didn't know you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Daddy Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? Reminds me of that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thanks very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was. Okay, we're just going to go to IQ, Dan Perkins, and uh, we are apparently rebooting on Skype. <laughs> Fantastic. So, we're going to go to Dan Perkins, IQL Rizzoli, here in just a few moments. Thanks for joining us here on our big broadcast, and we want to tell you about one of our brand new marketing partners over there at Transmedia Worldwide. Apparently, what is happening here? I have no clue. Okay, let's do this. Forget about the sponsor read. We're just going to go to Dan and IQ. And uh, I think we've got Dan Perkins and IQ Al Rizzoli joining us. Maybe. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what is going on here. I've got to ring the group. And if I ring the group, the group will appear. And then we will have Dan and IQ. Are you all there? There we are. Well, I don't know if I'm all here, but uh, you're here, which is good. And I don't... Uh, <laughs> so, um, IQL Rizzoli is with us, and Dan... I was Dan, just talking to Dan. Uh, I've been trying to connect with Dan. I was talking to Dan Perkins a few seconds. Let me do this. Let me, let me see if I can ring him and see if he will join us. I was talking to a few seconds ago. He was just here a few seconds ago. What's going on here? What's happening here? He was on, he was on Skype a few seconds ago. Dan Perkins. Let's do this. Let's ring him again. Do you have anybody? We do not have uh, a guest today. It is just you, me, and Dan good, if good. he connects like with that. us. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, IQL Rizzoli is with us. We're going to try to get a hold of Dan Perkins here in just a few moments. Um, okay. I have been trying to figure out what in the world is going on <laughs> with all this stuff that's happening today. That, that we, we've got the some of these um, Doctor Oz and Kathy Barnett today, and a couple of the other midterm elections. Um, what 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 do you think of Doctor Oz's chances against Kathy well, Barnett? <laughs> Listen, according to the latest report, he's doing very well with 
Trump's backing. Whether it's true or not, I have no idea. Yeah. Look, my the problem I have, I was just talking to Dan a few seconds ago. Yeah. Will there be enough people among the black and Hispanic people who will wake up to the fact that Biden has done nothing for them at all? Zero. In oh, he's fact, done it. Only has done Absolutely nothing. Not only nothing, <laughs> he has done everything against them. The open border is not for, for the black people and for the Hispanic people. It's against the black people and the Hispanic people. Because the people who are moving in, two and a half million illegals, who is going to pay for taking care of them? The middle class of Americans. Yes. The taxpayers. Yes. And they are the very people who have been supporting him. Unbelievable. I swear. It's unbelievable. Such stupidity. Gas prices doubled. It's 4.7 now a gallon. I believe so. Minimum. Yeah, minimum. Food, it's 100% up, not 80%, 100% up, and sometimes more. You have no milk. Can you imagine baby milk in America in the 21st century? You have to borrow and buy from somebody else. Yeah. It's sick. It is no, this, just the whole so thing strange. is absolutely sickening. And well, yet, people are waking up. They don't wake up. Well, and you've got these, and you've got this stuff. Like uh, I seen a deal yesterday that apparently uh, one of the things that Donald Trump did before he left office was he pulled all his all the troops out of Somalia because he's like, why do we have troops in Somalia? Well, Joe Biden sent them all back. <laughs> yeah, they to be slaughtered. And I'm, I'm like, what are you doing? And yeah. the thing that gets me about this is that Joe Biden. Pulls the troops out of Somalia, or, or, um, or um, Trump pulls them out, Biden sends them back. Now, when Biden sends the troops back to Somalia, they're there to help fight, supposedly, <laughs> Al-Qaeda. But there is a Middle Eastern country, not even a hop, skip, and a jump away from Somalia, where the United States is over there helping al-Qaeda fight supposed terrorists. And I'm like, why is it in one part of the one part of the world we're fighting al-Qaeda and in the other part of the world we're help supporting al-Qaeda? Because you have a dysfunctional president. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a fact. Listen. Do I Listen, the advantage I have over you guys I'm not in America. Nobody can silence me. Nobody can call me a racist. I'm a foreigner. I can't be a racist. I'm not <laughs> white. Be racist. Sure you can. I, <laughs> sure you I'm can, white, Dan Perkins. Do I yellow yellow hair person? <laughs> I'm dark. We had IQ. We've had many many people in the Democratic Party who have claimed that uh, Europeans are racist. <laughs> well, the reason they said that because they themselves are racist. Well, that's probably true too. But, but <laughs> no, 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 not probably. I don't work on too. probabilities. I don't work on possible yes or no. No, they are racist. They are dysfunctional. They are stupid. Every human being is a racist. Every single human. The nature of we are born racist. Why? We are territorial. We are family. We support the family. 
the clan, the tribe, the state against anybody else. That's a fact. We are all racist. Whether black, what you think, blacks under the Zulu Empire, what was it? They slaughtered other black tribes. Yes. In Africa, only in last few years ago, the, the Tutsis and the Hutus, they slaughtered each other with machetes, not machine guns, 800,000 dead. So when idiots like this speak about white racism, this is uh, red herring, absolute red herring. Blacks are racist. Chinese are racist. Japanese were racist. I mean, the Japanese slaughtered Chinese because they are, looked at them as uh, inferior human beings. It's not even a human beings. Muslims did the same thing. They did it in Africa. They did it in India. They did it all over the world. And they still do it. Nobody says anything about these things. Rashida Tlaib in Congress just now wants to declare that the Nakba, which is the catastrophe that happened in 1948, should be declared uh, something against Israel. But the bitch doesn't say, had they not, wait a minute, had they not started a war of extermination against the Jews, there would have been no refugees. But she forgets that one. Very convenient. And nobody in Congress has got the backbone or the knowledge to contradict her. Look, as far as I'm concerned, the fact that America doesn't have milk for her babies shows how dysfunctional this state is. Well, and see, this this is another thing that I find absolutely insane about the whole thing is that, okay, if you, if you look at, you know, the, the, the conservatives, the conservatives and the Republicans... Uh, don't want to do abortion, and they want everybody to have. They they want they don't want to abort any babies, but then when they get here, the Democrats don't want to feed them. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so what are we doing? It just it's insane. Well, to me. You have two opposites which are irreconcilable. Only one side can win, and the one who is ruthless, the most ruthless side will win. Only this is a fact of life, unfortunately. I don't know what Dan agrees with me. I don't think he Dan agrees with me, but uh, there we go. At least we have a. What 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 do you think, Dan? Well, I, I first of all, um, I respect your opinion. And I may not necessarily totally agree with it all the time, but I respect not only your opinion but your right to have an opinion and to be treated respectfully. Um, that I just believe that, as it relates to what's going on uh, I, I have some I have some very things that are that are disturbing me um, about what's going on in my country I have a president who has decided from day one to ignore the border in his first year as president, the number of people, American children and young adults, who died of an overdose of fentanyl in this country in one year were equal to two times the total casualties of the entire Vietnam War. Two times. Yes, 107,000. In, in, one, in one year. Yeah. 
and nobody seems to give a crap. Nobody. So, so tell me why. How could Congress sit down and do nothing? Tell me, please, how? Because I believe that Congress, by and large, is functionally illiterate and unable to function and do the jobs that the oath that they swore. It, it seems to me that, so, so that's one thing that's bothering me. We have the President of the United States who has yet to get his ass down to the border to see what's going on with the carnage and the death and the starvation and the rapes of women and, and girls. He hasn't gotten there. And yet he gets on a plane and in three days goes to Buffalo to commiserate with the people who, the black people who died in the shootings. But he hasn't gone to Chicago any weekend when more people yep. were shot in Chicago than were shot in the supermarket. Yep. Because there were black people shooting white people. Huge difference. I mean, it's obvious. Well, and, 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 and in some cases, it's, it's black people shooting black people. And, mm. In Chicago, it's mostly yeah. black people shooting black people. But the yeah. point is that, that we, 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 we have a president who, who doesn't know what to do. I mean, he's trying to figure out what to do about inflation. And yet, last week, he shuts down permits on federal lands for oil and natural gas drilling. And by the way... But yet, he'll send, he'll send troops over to Somalia because they've got oil and they've got lithium. Right. It's the strangest he, thing. He, but he won't get any of that. You remember what happened only a few years ago in Somalia? Black Hawk down. Yes. You remember? Yes. Yeah. It's going to right. be a repeat performance again. I, I totally Somalia, agree. Sorry? I totally agree with you, IQ. Thank you. Uh, Thank but you. but yeah. my, my point is that we have a president that has no vision. He can, he can only think for the moment. He can't think about what, what in that moment, what will be the pluses and minuses of what he says. So he's allowed 100, 107,000 Americans to die by drugs mostly coming across the southern border, by the cartels, and they're getting the drugs from China. I don't think that there's anybody who understands the fentanyl problem at the border that doesn't believe that the bulk of it's coming from China. Well, and I think also with the fentanyl thing, I, I think that once somebody's, you know, whether it's a congressman or a senator or whatever, once one of their kids dies from fentanyl, that's when they'll care. Because that usually seems to be the I case. Prom I promise you, even then, they will not do anything. I think I, agree with, I think I agree with IQ. But, but we talked about the, the number of people that were shot in, uh, over a regular weekend for, uh, in Chicago for decades, Jim. Yeah. Decades. And we didn't do anything about it. We, we let it destroy itself. We, we have... A situation where the president... Oh, I'll, I'll tell you, we last year, when we went up to Exotica in Chicago, it's in Rosemont, Illinois, but we ended up going to Chicago just because I'd never been to Chicago. 
And it was like a third world country up there. Right. I'm just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and so is, so is New York, so is San Francisco. I saw this report yesterday, Jim, of the 10 best places to live in the United States. Number 10, San Francisco. <laughs> I mean, who was the idiot that did the survey? But, it, but moving on. <laughs> it was the idiot that did the survey. My, my point is yes. that we have situations where the administration does not have the gray matter to think about what's going on. We have a, we have a Congress that by and large are... Are, are insane. The President of the United States asked for an appropriation of $30 billion to support Ukraine. And what so did the Congress ridiculous. do? Nah, we're going to do $40 billion, not $30. We're going to do $40 billion. And how much are they spending? Do you know that the $40 billion that we're spending to supply humanitarian aid and military aid to Ukraine is greater than the total budget of the of the of the Russian military a year. Well, and yes. also I've yes. seen a yes. thing yes. that they're yes. going to be giving they're going to be giving money, which is just insane to me. They're going to be giving uh, money to nonprofits in the Ukraine, and I'm like, I I know in at least in Hutchinson, Kansas, the United Way. The executive director of the Reno County United Way makes some god-awful amount of money every year. And I'm like, oh, so you're basically just telling me that a bunch of Ukrainian nonprofits, their executive directors, are getting ready to get a raise? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so we're spending more money. Our president is spending more money to try and keep the Russians out of Ukraine than to keep the illegal immigrants coming in our border at the southern part of this country. You know what I find difficult to accept, but I understand you. Dan, I, I, I respect you the way you respect me. You have your opinion. To call him your president is an insult. <laughs> he is a traitor in chief. He is a traitor. He should, be, he should have been impeached for gross negligence and the reduction of duty by not securing the border. The fact that he is commander in chief and you have open borders, that's it. There is nothing else to, to add or to subtract. Well, I, 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 I understand what you're saying, but because you are a foreign racist as opposed to a domestic racist, and, you're, <laughs> you, and you only have a green card, you don't have full citizenship, <laughs> you, don't, you, you don't understand that... Whether he was elected legally or not, he took the oath of office to be president of the United States. And yeah. we may not think he's our president, but he's the only one holding the keys to the White House. And maybe he shouldn't be, but he's the only one that, that, that is. I, I, again, I've said this till I'm blue in the face. People in this country don't understand that after the there's a reason why they're called the midterm elections. Because there's two more years after the election. Yep. And if the Republicans lose control of one or both of the houses of the, of the Congress, the legislative branch, Biden is going to still try and do 
everything he can with executive order, even though the Democrats perhaps may lose control of both the House and the Senate. So it ain't over just because we elect a majority in the House and the Senate of, of Republicans. And so, but there are a, a number of people, I mean, NBC News published on Sunday the results of their survey that said that the president's approval rating was 39%. Wow. The lowest lowest of That's his too bloody high. Well, That's too my, bloody my, high. My point is, <laughs> I want to I meet some of those 39% who think he's doing a great job. Thank you. Me too. Well, last <laughs> night I saw a, uh, on, on, on Bill O'Reilly's show, he, he showed a uh, poll about uh, is Joe Biden doing a good job? And they had all these people that said no, and they had all these people that said yes, and then they had people that the 5% was undecided, and O'Reilly's like, I want to meet these undecided people. <laughs> how can you how can you be undecided of whether or not Joe Biden has done a good job or not? I mean that, so that's strange. That's insane. It's insane. But 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 my point, Jim, if if thirty nine percent and I agree with IQ, the number is probably much lower than that. Yes. But if if the polling data and the and the polling organizations, no matter how they skew the polls, can only find thirty nine percent of America or 61% of America who thinks he sucks as the president. <laughs> uh, and 75%, seven and a half out of 10 say the economy is going the wrong way. Seven out of only, 10. Only seven, seven out of 10. <laughs> what happened to the other three, three out of 10? Well, they're, they're, the, they're with the other other 39% who think he's doing a good job. I That's mean, right. They're, they're just, Same percentage. But, but you, you look at, the, I watch some of these things on television, and I watch these, I think it was the University of Pennsylvania, but I could be wrong, but it was some college, and they were talking, interviewing college students, and the college students thought that Joe Biden was doing a great job. The idea that the border was open and people who were lived under oppressed conditions could, could escape that country and come to the United States, we thought was a great thing that Biden was doing. Yeah, but nobody told them that they have to pay for it, did they? No, because they're still in college. They don't. They don't know squat. Oh no, they don't have to pay for it today, but they are paying for it because their parents are paying for it, and they will have less income in the future for their own good. Look, you can't escape it. Whether they are earning a living or not, they have to pay for it sooner or later. So we have a president who within the last week, told the American people that people didn't getting, weren't starting to get vaccine, vaccination shots until he became president of the United States. Yes. And the media said, well, let's see. I think we got pictures of you before you were even inaugurated getting shots. <laughs> and there were shots going out all over the country. White House said that they misspoke, but they didn't pull down the tweet. They left the tweet saying that Trump didn't do anything. Then we have this week, mm. we have a situation where we're looking at what's going on as it relates to oil prices. Jim, do you remember when the president of the United States stood before the American people and said he was 
releasing 180 million barrels of crude oil from the strategic reserve to bring down the price of gasoline at the pump. And I said this was a criminal act. So how's the price of gasoline in your town, Jim? You know, honestly, it's not all that it's not all that high, but I know that traveling uh, across the country from Missouri, uh, doing Kansas, Missouri, and uh, across Illinois when we went to Exotica a couple weeks ago, uh, it's terribly high yeah. all over well, the place. Well, they released the, the, the Independent Gasoline Owners Association uh, released the, the survey, and it's, it is over $4.50 a gallon on average across the United States, the highest it's ever been. Yeah. But didn't the president tell us by releasing 180 <laughs> million barrels of crude oil that the price of gasoline would go down? Two cents. Well, he Two also cents. he also said that if that that if you're black and you don't vote for him, you're not black. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's true. That that's too. true. So my point is, I'm, I'm working on a commentary that says, promises made, promises not kept. This is going to be this focus of the commentary. He promised us that he was going to bring gas. I went out on Sunday to fill my car, and I don't have a big car. I have a small SUV. $71 to fill my tank. That's a huge amount of money. Yes. A huge by Seven, any that's yeah. like that's like that's like a car payment on a small car. <laughs> like, that was just shit. for probably two weeks worth of gas. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably I'm probably spending driving right now at the rate of about hundred and fifty dollars a month for gas. It's amazing. And Jim, it's going to go higher because the government is shutting down refineries, reducing the amount of refined product specifically gasoline that's going to be available just like the as i pointed out earlier the baby food is is hopefully going to start coming back but we'll see um and and if you go into the again i don't know about your in your neck of the woods jim in my neck of the woods a lot of empty spaces on the shelves in the grocery store and and understand that this is this what I'm about to say is important, and I know it's got a lot of numbers, but I apologize for that in advance. We got a bunch of economic data from China this week. Okay. We know that the unemployment rate in the United States is about 3.6%. The unemployment rate in China is 6.6%. Double the unemployment rate in the United States. Automobile production in China is down 41%, and sales are off 36%. Retail, saw, retail sales in the month of April dropped 11%. So the Chinese economy is in the tank, and in all facets. Um, right now, we should China should be putting stuff in their holds and these cargo ships for Christmas 2022. Yep. 
right now in the two major ports in China, Shanghai being the largest, there are 154 cargo ships empty waiting to be filled. Empty, sitting in port, waiting to be filled. There's nobody around to load them in the ships because they're all under quarantine because of COVID. What's happening is that people who, who order Christmas stuff in advance and order other stuff in advance are now realizing that they're probably not going to get their merchandise in time for Christmas. So you know what they're doing? They're selling the ships at a discount. Wow. Just to try and get some money for the cargo, which is driving the prices down. The port of Los Angeles in Long Beach has 60 cargo ships sitting out in the Pacific Ocean waiting to come in to the port of Los Angeles and, and to be unloaded. 60. There are 260 ships sitting out in the Pacific Ocean outside of China's major ports waiting to get in to unload stuff and they can't get in. So what I'm saying to you, why all this is important, Jim, is because the supply chain that we've been talking about is going to get worse, which means things are going to get scarcer, they're going to get more expensive, and inflation is going to go much higher. Let me give you the view from Europe. Clothing for children used to be in the best places in London. You can't find any clothing in children because 90% was made in China. 90%. They don't have anything. Nobody is ordering. Or if they ordered, it's not delivered. The shelves are empty. Mm -hmm. How about food? Food, I'll tell you what's happening. Instead of increasing the price, they're reducing the quantity, but keeping the same price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the trick. Well. Yeah, but they're doing it in America also. Yeah. Oh, the they, they they they've been they've been doing all sorts of weird crap in America for yes. years with food, yes. but, yeah, yeah, but ba- now, bags of potato chips that 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 ninety percent of it's air. <laughs> do you Things know like that, that India, India, which is one of the largest growers of wheat in the world, yeah, said last week they're not going to export any wheat. Anyway, do you know do you know what that is? Increase no, talk, no, in, no, of course, there will be increase in bread prices, which is an extremely important food, and in uh, what do you call it, uh, pasta. Yep. Oh, I'll, so- I'll tell you, I used to go to uh, the Aldi here, and I would buy a bag of chicken once a week. It was like three, four bucks. And I went to go buy a bag of chicken it, they, when they have it uh, this last week. Uh, seven bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? No, they're you, not kidding you. you. Know. That's exactly what it is. I, I don't know about, Jim, I don't know about, again, Hutchison, Kansas. But I can tell you in Fort Myers, Florida, if you want a double cheeseburger, small fry, and a Coke at McDonald's, it's $8.78. Oh, yeah. 
Well, you know, you know what's I, uh, I, I, my mom went through uh, Burger King the other day, and uh, they told her in the uh, in the drive-through line we don't have any burgers, and she's like, "You're called Burger King." <laughs> <laughs> so it is, it, it is a, a crazy, crazy deal. And I seen a deal. Uh, it was on the Drudge Report earlier today. That uh, where was it? Um, there was a, uh, of course, it, that, that they always do this stuff overseas before they do it in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there was a, a Bank of England has has warned that there will be an apocalyptic global food shortage on the horizon. And I'm like, the baby formula is just, a, as they used to say in the restaurant business, a soft opening. Um, yep. This is going to get a lot worse before it gets it gets better. And I'll tell you, at a certain stage of the game, people will not have anything left. And they will do things that they normally wouldn't do. And all these rich, elite, New World Order people are going to get their heads cut off. It's just what's going to happen. I I agree with you, and they deserve it. Yeah, Nancy so, Pelosi so ask, better get ready to share those share that ice cream. Yeah, so let me <laughs> um, let me take what you just said there and ask you a question in IQ too, but but more more Jim because um, you're probably closer to it. But it, it may may be the same in Europe. I don't I don't think that um, Europe as is as passionate or emotional about what I'm going to ask you uh, as with, as a lot of people are in the United States. So here's the issue. With the release of the Supreme Court draft memo, there are some people who have are saying that that will be the defining issue of the midterm election. Oh, I don't think that'll be that. Now, I say... <laughs> Bull crap. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. People, it's 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 are, it's a distraction, and it, it agreed. Yeah, it won't work. Yeah. What will make will the, what will make the decision will be the how much money in your pocket. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. It how is the economy is stupid. It is the economy stupid. Yeah, I I right. I think the whole thing with I, I I have said this ever since they did the. The Supreme Court thing, um, the exact same night, there was all these people on Twitter wondering how Nancy and the crew were able to be in a war zone and were debating the fact that apparently you can wear a purple dress in a war zone. And then amazingly, Roe versus Wade's going to get overturned. I, I think it's all distraction. You know, just just like the the thing today where they or the the government released this these findings on UFOs, uh, I think they're just they're just trying to prevent people from going nuts and taking their taking their 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 little their little walls down and and going after these people because at some so are point you saying, they're going Jim, to, that you think. You think that the Democrats are doing this 
to try and distract America away from the real issues we're facing. Oh, yeah, I think both sides are. I, I, I think it's hilarious when I see stuff like Nancy Pelosi giving speeches talking about, we need a strong Republican Party. Uh, toots, you're on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> but here's, here's the situation. It's just like I tell people all the time. They are in the same club, and we are not in it. We do not know the hand sign. They, 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 are, they are totally... Totally, it's it's like it's like Michael Savage says. It's both sides against the middle. They're 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 totally, you know. It just you know, look. Give give an example of this. Look at what happens, and and it's happening even more during these midterm elections. It happened the la- It kind of happened the last time, but it happens a lot during the during this midterm election. Um, if a real conservative or a real progressive wins a primary and they get on a ballot. Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, all of a sudden, the corporate Democrats and the corporate Republicans are spending money and helping each other out. And oh my God, we don't want that real progressive. We don't want that real conservative getting in here. So it's, it's all a big clown show. It's just like Michael Savage says. It's 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 the uh, it's the three it's the three cups with the ball in the middle, and there's no ball under any of the cups. So one of the interesting stories, following what you're just talking about, one of the interesting stories that came out over the weekend was that the president of Netflix sent a letter to all of the employees at Netflix. Um. You're not in charge of the content or the what's <laughs> happening within the company. If you want to work here, we'd love to have you. But if you disagree with what the management is doing, it's time for you to leave. Okay. Finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finally. I'll tell you. And, and the follow-up story, follow-up story is that corporate America finally began to realize that they were playing in a field that they had no knowledge of and should have never opened their mouth. And what's interesting is there has not been a major corporate president who has opened his mouth about Roe versus Wade. And they shouldn't. No. No, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. But but I'm saying is that they're they're not they're not proactive. And and when they when they I was talking to IQ before we, we went on the air, there was a report today that talked about Black Lives Matter and that corporate America gave it a hundred million dollars. And they were talking about how some of it was being spent, the six million dollar house for the president of Black Lives oh, yeah. Matter. Oh yeah. She gave nine hundred and some thousand dollars in consulting fees to her husband. She gave or $2.6 million in consulting fees to a member of the board of trustees, on and on and on. So, but nobody seems to be really concerned about what happened because the intimidation of Black Lives Matter going after you is still there. Well, and another thing that that is that is slowly but surely going on like with this with this Netflix thing is that corporations are starting to uh, 
wake up and realize, hey, um, everybody but Disney, obviously. But, I think uh, Elon Musk is helping. Everybody <laughs> what? Elon Musk started it. Oh, I, I think there's probably some truth to that. But, but I also think that, that um, my governor, Ron DeSantis, when he went after Disney, Disney has paid a very dear price. Their attendance at their theme parks is down. The Disney product line is under fire, and the shareholders are in outraged at what the what the management of Disney has done, and they're questioning whether it's whether the franchise that 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 Disney had, being about the family, family values, and all that stuff, will ever shine again, because they are forever tainted in uh with the minority of people in this country and so i think that when public corporations saw what happened to disney that's why the executives have kept their mouth shut they're, they're they realized that it was not their their job to get involved in social issues their job was to enhance the return for shareholders and when the shareholders started complaining at the annual meetings the management didn't have a defense because they couldn't choose the black lives matter over the shareholders because the shareholders actually own the company so i think that's a significant how far it goes i don't know i also think that that the democrats have overplayed their hand on the abortion issue because if you think about it i had this Last week, Jim, we had John O'Connor on. Yep. And I've known John for some time, and he and I talked after the show the next day because a lot of people in the media are saying that Roe versus Wade is, quote, the law of the land. Roe versus Wade is an opinion of the Supreme Court that was in, in, enforceable but was not legislative law. It was judicial law. And the difference is the legislative law is that the Congress would have passed a, a legislation protecting Roe versus Wade. And what Schumer and the Democrats tried to do on a quick quick hit last week was to take the, the, the passion of the moment and do something about codifying the fact that Roe versus Wade wasn't really part of the law of the land to make it part of the law of the law. And Joe Manchin said, no, we're not going to do that. So my question, I'm looking at it and saying, no, wait a minute, let's just, as a strategist, look at what's going on. And so the question really is, okay, what was leaked was a draft of an opinion that was concurrent by five justices. Now, if the other four voted against it, it would be 5-4 in favor of giving the states the right to decide what abortion policy will be on a state-by-state -state basis. Now, so if that decision, the justices decide not to bring the decision before the end of the term, which would be late June, early July. Yep. If it's the same thing that's already there, what's how, how are you gonna how are you gonna gin up the protests? 
How are you going to do that? Well, and the other the other thing that people are starting to starting to realize is that the Democrats, at least the corporate Democrats, um, Nancy Pelosi is campaigning for a guy that's in a primary who's a corporate Democrat in Texas, I believe, who's against the issue. And it's like, okay, so so the Democrats have now decided, okay, well, they're against Roe versus Wade. Okay, that's cool. I just needed to know that. <laughs> She's down there campaigning for a guy who doesn't want it and who is in favor of repealing it. Okay, that's cool. It's just, as far as you're, if you're a Democrat, you're running out of options. Well, the, And if you're my- a Republican... You kind of running out of options too. <laughs> well, but, so. I guess the point is the, the the point that I'm trying to make is you talk about options. Yes. If if the if the current ruling, the draft ruling from February, is agreed upon by the court, we, we didn't get rid of Roe versus Wade. This is where this is the big fallacy in what's being said. We didn't get rid of abortion. The Supreme Court simply said that public health issues are the responsibilities of the states, not the federal government. And so the states should determine how they wish to enforce or not laws against abortion. And so we're not talking about that the, the Supreme Court is going to eliminate abortion the Supreme Court is simply going to turn the issue back to the state legislators, who are the representatives of the people, to decide what they want to do. That's really what's going on. But so, yeah. IQ, what's been the reaction in Europe on this? No problem. Zero. No problem. Just call me back here in about 10 minutes. Zero reaction. They think it's a joke what you're doing. Well, the, I've heard several people, several commentators say that it's uh, unusual that the the law the laws in in most of the major countries in Europe concerning abortion are much stricter than they are in the United States, and so it's not an issue because it's already settled law. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It's zero zero reaction. There's nothing. Look, the whole thing is that the media is perverted. The Democrats are perverted because they are saying raw. The decision by the Supreme Court will eliminate uh, abortion, which, of course, is wrong, as you said. It is only delegating it to every state. And yet they keep peddling the same lie. And they have tried Goebbels' idea. That the bigger the lie, the more you repeat it, the more it becomes fact. <laughs> it's not go- yeah, but it's not going to work. No. It's not going to work anymore, really. People are waking up. I'm not saying they are really waking up in the numbers that I prefer them to, but they're waking up. They're waking up. What's happening in Kansas? Well, <laughs> we've got to, you know, I was talking to a, I was talking to an elderly gentleman this morning at the YMCA when I was out there, and among other things, we, we were talking about the fact that... Um, our governor, or as I like to refer to her, mom, uh, she, <laughs> mom doesn't know much about technology. Um, she, uh, 
she's got the Joe Biden way of doing things, which is uh, she sends out mailings and she says, hey, if you put me back in there, I'll do this. And it's like, you're the governor. You can do it right now. If you do it right now, you'd get a vote. But, and I don't know if you know quite the story, Dan, of how we ended up with our, uh, with our governor. Um, she, she was the last person to register on the final day at the final hour to be able to get on the ballot for governor. And nobody had ever known who this woman was. They, they, Laura Kelly, who? And at the time, Josh Savati and Carl Brewer were crisscrossing all over the state of Kansas. They went to every barbecue thing you get your hands on. They went to every municipality that was doing anything, any parade. And then this woman who campaigned in three areas three areas only uh kansas city topeka the capital and overland park um she won and then she ran against kobach who kobach didn't have a shot but uh she uh she ran against chris kobach who everybody made out to be the devil and she wins and part of the reason why i call her mom is because we, uh, at the time, had a television program called Live from Salina on Access TV in Salina, and I had interviewed every single candidate that was running on the Republican and the Democrat side, everybody but her, and I never could find anything on this woman, could not track her down, and I tracked down her personal twitter account which she had established five years before this and it had one tweet and it said did you get the bread that's all it said and i'm like okay she doesn't understand twitter she thinks it's a text message and i finally tracked down her topeka um email address or whatever and i sent an email to it and i never got anything back and then one day, I get this email back from what I believe was uh, ended up being her daughter, who said, I don't know if she's going to campaign in Salina, Kansas. I don't know if she's going to do Skype. Mom's not good with technology. And I blew it off. And I'm like, okay, this woman's not going to win anything. Well, come to find out later, because she had every single Democrat, like, social media and campaign person and mailer and all the stuff she wins and i wake up on after primary day and i'm like the unknown woman that doesn't know how to use twitter is now the the democrat nominee and she wins and she's never really done anything and now her big thing that she tells everybody is we charge which is absolutely insane to me but we charge a tax on food in the state of Kansas. And she's been campaigning on the fact that, well, if you reelect me, I'll get rid of that tax on food. And my attitude is, you're the governor. You could get rid of it yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what Biden and all these people are doing, is they're running on, well, reelect us. I always like to reference Barack Obama when he left office he did a college speaking tour 
And one of the things that he spoke on was legalization of marijuana. And he said, you know, that's a pretty good idea. And I'm like, it is a pretty good idea. You were the president for eight years. You should have done it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing to me. They didn't have the votes. I know a little bit about that subject. It, 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 is, it is so strange the way that these, that these people are, are, are doing things and how they operate. And it's, it's just amazing to me. It, it's like there is a right now in, I believe it's Kentucky, there is a progressive, an actual progressive, not like some of these fake progressives that are in the, uh, that are in the Senate and Congress. Uh, he is, what the hell is his name? He, he, he looks like an ax murderer, but he's the nicest, freaking, <laughs> he's the nicest freaking guy you'll ever meet. And he's just an average guy. And he is running, uh, where is this? He is, he is running, uh, Fetterman is his last name. And he is running, um, he is the Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman of uh, Pennsylvania. And he is running, and one of the things that he is running on is that if he gets to be governor, he's going to legalize pot. Just legalize it across the board. And if he happens to get the primary and get on the ballot, he will go up against either Dr. Oz or Kathy Barnett, who we've interviewed on this program before. And uh, I really hope what happens is that it becomes Fetterman on the Democrat side and Kathy Barnett on the conservative side. And we will have two people who both the corporate Democrats and the corporate Republicans cannot stand. (laughs) i think it would be hilarious because then what are they going to do is the democrat party going to go well we don't like this progressive guy so we're not going to back him okay that's fine we don't like kathy barnett because she's because she's a MAGA person she's not a she's not a corporate republican okay that's fine don't back him sit it out boys and girls but um you know part of the reason why they don't like kathy barnett one, because she's black. <laughs> Two, um, she thinks everybody in Washington should go home. She thinks Mitch McConnell needs to go home. She thinks a lot of these people just need to go home. Right. And they're all like, oh, my God, you want term limits? You want you want all the old people that are making a lot of money to leave? So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I did her. I did an interview with her. When she ran for Congress and lost by 20 points. Yes. Her first time. And um, there, there seems to be a lot of money behind her all of a sudden. And she's in a statistical dead heat with the other two. Yes, she's in um, such a statistical dead heat that Sean Hannity and a whole bunch of people uh, launched attack ads on her last week. And was all like, oh, you shouldn't vote for her. And I'm like, oh, boy. They're all afraid of this woman, just like the 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 progressives of or not the progressives, but the uh, corporate Democrats have ignored Fetterman. He's gotten absolutely zero media coverage in Pennsylvania, and he's the freaking lieutenant governor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's just so interesting to see both sides. Uh, you know that they they just. 
These people don't want to give up power. It's kind of like Alex Jones always compares them to uh, the Skeksis from uh, that uh, the Dark Crystal from the 1980s. <laughs> Yes. They all don't want to give movie. up. I know that movie very well. <laughs> they don't want to give up power. So uh as as we go here, um IQ, give me your thoughts on today's show and uh let's talk about your books, my friend. As always, without anybody interfering, we talk much more sense. <laughs> okay. I mean it honestly, we come to more conclusions realistically, then when you have such experts, I hate the word expert. The minute you introduce somebody to tell me he's an expert, I know he's bullshit. <laughs> I, I, do, I do like every once in a while when, when, when we get a, uh, not a real progressive, but a, but, but, a, but a crazy Democrat on here and they get into a yeah. fight with IQ. That's always fun. But um, Listen, uh, <laughs> we, at least we... We respect each other's opinion and yes. we allow each other to talk yes. uninterrupted without shouting, without, no, without naming names and cursing. No. I respect your opinion and I really would fight for your right to speak, no matter even if you don't like me. I don't care. That's but I awesome. respect it because I want to hear what you think. And if I can prove to you you are wrong, let me do that. Or you prove to me that I am wrong, let you do it. And then maybe we both change our minds. My God, you're starting to. How about you, Dan? What, 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 I agree what? with you. I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think what we have, this, it's the reason why we started Black and White's IQ. What we tried to do is, and we've been doing successfully, is we realized uh, that, that we have a situation in this country where the left has dominated the conversation to the point that people who have an, a contrary opinion have felt intimidated. And as a result, yes, they don't say anything. And so our show allows people to come on and Jim's show allows people to come on and treat it with respect, but strongly disagree on certain things. And, um, but we advance, we advance the country by having open, fair and respectful conversations um but we don't advance the country when everybody says well you guys are all wrong shut up you don't have a right to have an opinion that, that's <laughs> that that isn't going to work and um so uh it, it was um uh, it was a one of our typical old school shows today we all had opinions and um not necessarily all agree, but but we, uh, as IQ said, we do allow each other to say what's on our minds. Um, the um, the program's doing very well. The net, new network. We're probably going to add in June four more shows. We're bringing wow uh, hosts who have heard about and listened to the show who have a long-standing 10, 15, 20-year relationship in radio and television want to get, align themselves with a, a network that allows people to express their opinion but in respect. And um, uh, and I think that that's, that's one of the things that's making us stand out and drawing more and more interest from people from various lives, uh, 
who want to be on. And um, uh, I had uh, two weeks ago, I had a week and a half ago, I had Dr. Carson on. I understand from IQ, you had him on last Thursday. And uh, the thing I'm excited about is he has part of his foundation is a program called Junior Patriots. It's yes. teaching American history, good, bad, and ugly, to young school children. And I propose to the doctor that we have a dialogue about how we can bring that program to blacks and whites and broadcast it nationally. So that's that's the most exciting thing I got this week. Well, well that's really good. That will be really fantastic if you can do it. Yeah, I hope I I hope I can. I do. No, you can. If he joins you, why not? Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Well, uh, I guess before we let everybody go, Dan, how, how do we get in touch with you online and everything, my friend? DanPerkins.guru is the main site. There are offshoots to get the songs and stories and to blacksandwhites.us. And um, I've got some new commentaries that I'm writing right now that will be on, on the main site very soon. And uh, the um, What's On My Mind podcast is moving to the black and white site so people can pick it up there. And we've got 40, 46 commentaries for that site already. Wow. Keeping me busy. Well, I'll tell you, you're, 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 doing, you're doing good. You're, you're looking better, my friend. For those of you who are watching us on, on video, you, you, uh, whatever you're doing, you're, you're looking better, my friend. Because uh, they're that. there for a couple weeks. It was like, wow, I was terribly <laughs> concerned about you behind the scenes. Well, I had a heart attack. And I was, <laughs> and, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working on uh, rehab twice a going to rehab facility twice a week and doing exercises literally seven days a week so losing a little weight and um um having a good time that's awesome fantastic that's awesome, that's awesome. well uh fantastic. iq i will talk to you on thursday and uh yeah. dan i will talk to you next week have a great weekend all of you you bet take care thank you guys there they go Bye. that is dan perkins iq al rizzoli and the fantastic Jiggy Jag. <laughs> we will see you a while ago. Thanks for joining us here on Twitch and oh, the YouTube. And uh, we will see you next time. Yeah.